Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare chested. Somebody stop Look that out, man. Here comes the... Until you play in the NFL, what's longer, a half or five-eighths? Or... But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Yo, yo, yo. Another episode of Honey, I Cover the Spread. We are talking NFC North. We're going north. The North remembers Foley. Mm. This is this is a better division than the East to talk about, yep. in, in, in my much. opinion. I would agree. I would agree. I think um, you got to throw, throw the uh, record books out when these guys uh, play. Would you agree? I mean, there's just no way you could even keep a record book mm. with these teams. I mean, there's so much bad blood, so much. No, it, it's, uh, it's a good one. A lot of drama in this one. Probably the most – I don't know if any division had more drama this offseason between Rodgers requesting a trade. You had Cousins and Zimmer fighting over the vaccination, which we will not get into because we're not getting into politics, right? We're not they, they, were, they were arguing about it? I didn't see yeah. that. Yeah, so um, – you know, Zimmer, all these coaches who are kind of older, too, they're, they're all like, hey, we forfeit if we get COVID, this and that. Like, we all got to get vaccinated. They're, they're football guys. Like, even if this thing might kill me later on, like, I, I, I ain't forfeiting no football games. And, Is it, uh, wasn't so Mike I, Zimmer the one that was their coach, like, six games with, like, one eye? Yeah, yeah, he wore, like, a, a fucking eye patch. Um, but um, Kirk Cousins is outspokenly against it. And um, I think someone – I sent you the fucking tweet a few, few weeks ago – a guy in the Vikings started tweeting Kirk Cousins' ass. Like, <laughs> that, do you remember that when I said it to you? Let me find that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of turmoil with that team because uh, Kirk Cousins refuses to get the vaccine. Um, and like we talked about, that, that that is a risk when you're talking about win totals and futures and all that, um, you know, politics aside. But let me find the tweet here. I forget exactly who it was, but it was hysterical. Um then you had the Stafford. He requested a trade, and he got he got what he wanted. He gets moved over to the L.A., and then finally, you know, Chicago with their new, their new rookie quarterback. So this is this is a fun division. It should be entertaining. Uh, I am looking forward to it. And um, with that being said, I say we just get right into the Green Bay Packers, the, the favorite to the division. Um, no changes in the coaching staff besides they bring on a new defensive coordinator, uh, who was the Rams linebacker coach Joe Barry who actually has two stints already as a defensive coordinator and he was garbage. So it's an interesting hire for sure. But, um, you know, this team has the third hardest uh, schedule this year and a quarterback who I don't think wants to be there. And I believe is gone after the year. Is that what they decided on? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, but they got Super Bowl odds of plus 1400 conference odds of plus 650 divisional odds of minus 165 to make the playoffs at minus 275 and a win total of 10 CMAC. Get us started once again here with the Green Bay Packers. All right, before we get into Green Bay, I just want to break some news here. It looks like Kylie Jenner is pregnant with her second kid. Oh. It is Travis Scott's. All right, hold on. Oh, thank God. <laughs> wow. 
Dodge the bullet there. I mean, they say don't read breaking news when you're mm. recording because you may find out something that you don't want to know. Ooh, all right, that's mm. fine. That's great mm. news. Congratulations, you two. Mm. And I have also breaking news. I found the tweet. Um, after uh, her cousins um, got into an altercation with Mike Zimmer about the vaccine, Everson Griffith tweeted, at the Vikings, tag the Vikings, Kirk Cousins is ass. Thank you. Then replied to himself, which is always a crazy move. And he goes, ask Zimmer if he wanted Kirk. And then finally, he tweeted, he will tell you the truth. You, who wanted Kirk Cousins? Take your guess. He's a wordsmith. If I tweeted C-Mac is ass, there'd be a little bit, you know, this podcast wouldn't run as smoothly as it is right now. That so you have to wonder. So funny. Yeah, calling anyone ass or like booty or cheeks is always very funny. <laughs> it's to me. just so mean. It's so much worse than like calling yeah. <laughs> like a fucking idiot. It's ass, right? It's, it's not even the that man, bad, but it's just some. It, it just for some reason holds so much more power. Oh, I love it. That actually happened with the Rams too. Um, that's another thing with the the Lions when Goff was traded. Goff was traded from L.A. to Detroit. And Michael Brockers, who was a defensive end for the Rams, was asked about it. And he, let me find the exact quote, but he was like, oh, yeah, we're, it's finally, we just leveled up. Like, he, he was pretty much saying that Stafford was way better. And what happened, I think because of salary cap issues, the Rams traded him to the Lions, like, oh, very no. shortly after. <laughs> yeah. So, once again, if I, if, if, C-Mac, if, I, if C-Mac left this pod, if I traded C-Mac for Big Cat, for Barstool, and then I started talking about how we just leveled up. And it seems I got traded to C-Max spot again. I think there'd be turmoil. I'm just saying. It would, we're professionals, so we get through it on air. But it would, it would be a, a Mike and Mike situation off air. We wouldn't be coming to each other's houses and hanging no. out. It would be on site. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be taking on the diaphragm again down 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm trying to find this uh, this quote, but um, start us off with with the um, Green Bay. Wherever you want to go, talk about it all. Take, give us your overall take. Yes, I think they'll be good in the regular season again. Twenty six and six over the past two seasons. One went away from the Super Bowl each year with Rodgers and Lafleur. Reliable offense. Lafleur is very good at coaching the offensive side of the ball. I feel they lost Lindsley to I forget what team we talked about last week uh, yesterday, but. Um, they drafted Josh Myers in the second round, and they got Amari Rodgers in the third. So offensively, you're looking at, I mean, Devontae Adams, best receiver in the league by far. That chemistry with Rodgers is unmatched. They are very good together. I mean, and then you got Lazard and MVS, two of my favorites to take first touchdown props. Mm-hmm. Never hits, but... They're, they're always there. They're always, uh, they're always ready for me. Uh, Aaron Jones is back. See if he stays healthy. He's, he's a very good player. They lost Jamal Williams, but they added A.J. Dillon to back up Aaron Jones. And then they got Robert Tanyan, who was kind of that breakout guy last year at tight. And I think they'll be fine in the regular season, dude. They seem to kind of just coast through it not having too much trouble. Rodgers is going to do what Rodgers does. He doesn't look like he's slowing down at any point. They're a strong run 
they can run block. They ranked fifth last year, according to Football Outsiders. Jones mm-hmm. is, you know, if he stays healthy, dude, the guy's electric. His he can break one off kind of whenever he feels like it. So they're first in, in passing in DVOA. I mean, what's there not to like about this offense? Barring any significant injury to probably Devontae Adams or Rodgers, I can't see them not putting up points and finishing probably as the top three offense again this year. Is, is Bakhtari banged up? Yes, he is not he is, right? starting this season, I believe. Right. Um, that, that's As far as the offense, that's, I guess, where my, my um, thought goes originally. Uh, they had one of the best offensive lines in the league last year. They uh, ranked second, according to PFF. Um, Bakhtari, though, he did tear his ACL. That's not good. Your left tackle, um, come back from that, although he is elite when healthy. They um, bring him back Patrick Lucas at left guard. They lose their center, who is uh, was an elite center as well, and Corey Lindsley. So that's another loss there. Um, they did draft Josh Myers in the second round. He's, he's probably going to fill in. And then finally, they drafted a right guard as well to go along with Billy, Billy Turner. So I do expect this O-line to regress, to be honest with you. Um, they, I believe, allowed the second lowest pressure rate on Rodgers, um, something like that. They were very good, uh, which is why he balled out. And um, for the few years leading into last year, you know, Rodgers was kind of just average. He was not elite. It was kind of, besides the name, you had to really wonder what was going on. They draft Jordan Love. So, like, was he motivated? Like, is it really that simple? And if it is all coming down to whether or not he just is motivated, I don't think he'll be motivated this year, you know? So I do have those thoughts and might be looking too deep into it. Um, they draft AJ Dillon, who I like the player, but second rounder when you have Aaron Jones already, I just don't see the point of it. I don't agree with anything they're really doing as far as drafting. Um, people are very high on Amari Rogers out of Clemson. So we'll see. Hopefully he can add something because, you know, Valdez Cantling is booty. He is ass as uh, Everson Griffin. Would 18%. Uh, drop percentage for about the for, for him, yep, okay, league high. Um, so that's not great, and then, um, yeah, I mean, overall, they were great in the red zone last year. Uh, hopefully, they can keep that up. Like I said, the O line was great, and then on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, they were okay. They, besides Jair Alexander, um, you know, it's kind of a bunch of okay guys, and Amos, I'm sorry, Adrian Amos, however you say his last name. Um, he's a stud as well. So, so the, those two guys, uh, half of the secondary looking good, but you know, besides that, it, it's, it's pretty much just average or below average across the board. I would say, I mean, they, Z- Darius um, Smith's pretty good too, right? So last year, he, yeah, he is solid. He, he was solid and, and he is, you're right. Um, but besides that, then so besides yeah. that, he's not on that same level as those other two guys, but yeah, he is, he's, yeah. he's no, um, he's no, uh, Joe Schmel for sure. But, um, you know, uh, a team who made the conference finals gets smacked at home. What do they do to get over that hump? They add nobody. They have no free agent signs. And none of note, you know, I don't know what, what depth pieces they brought in. But why, why would we think that next year they're going to suddenly get it done? Like you said, regular season, you can believe in them. But why Joe Barry is going to make this an elite defense? I don't think so. Um, so, you know, they have the third hardest schedule this year. I'm kind of selling on them. I would take the under, but 
Lord knows if Rogers does just keep balling out, I'll be eating crow. But I, I would be an under. I'm staying away from anything with this team. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm staying away too. I, 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 it's it's hard to predict how Rogers is going to come out. I think he'll be fine. The Lafleur scheme is very quarterback friendly. So 11 percent of his throws are in tight windows last year, which is just insane. So people are getting open. He's taking his shots. They're going to have a good offense. They're probably going to have a middle of the pack to lower end defense. Should work out in the regular season. But when the playoffs come, yeah, you need your defense to show up. And that has not been the case the last two years. Right. Um, But all right, we'll keep moving on here onto the Minnesota Vikings. So this was one of the funnier things when I, when I was looking into them, uh, I saw I had a new offensive coordinator and his name was Clint Kubiak. Yeah. And for a split second, kind of like my Randy Gregory, uh, Greg Hardy situation. I was like, did, did, um, Gary Kubiak change his name? <laughs> like, I, I, I was really hopeful that he changed his name to Clint. Uh, unfortunately not. He retired and they gave the job to his son. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. Uh, oh, yeah, right. Odd. Yeah, that is very, weird. Very odd to me. Um, that was weird. Uh, not a fan of that. Uh, we got Mike Zimmer still calling the shots there. Finished 7-9 and nine last year. They come into this year with Super Bowl odds of plus 4,000, conference odds of plus 1,800, divisional odds of plus 250, to make the playoffs plus 120, and a win total of nine. And I'll start off here. Uh, I was very high on the Vikings. I was going to be ripping the win total. I was going to be ripping the division, this and that. But honestly, this Kirk Cousins thing that we talked about, I, I, I don't like when the most important guy on your team is, you know, having this big dilemma with the head coach and all this shit. I, for, you know, politics aside, because we don't get into that. It, it really is, like, just not good. So uh, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of their O-line to begin with. They, um, do you know... His numbers under pressure, I can't imagine they're very good. I don't have the numbers up in front of me. They're, um, they're going to need a lot of guys to take a big step forward. I mean, four out of the five starters were drafted from 2018 through 2020. So, you know, they say offensive linemen take a big step in years three and four. So, you know, they're going to rely on that. Um, but if they're the same players they were, man, it's going to be really bad on that O-line. And when I look at these weapons, you know, you got Justin Jefferson, who is a stud his rookie year. Thielen is still a stud, but besides that, they're thin. Um, so if either of those guys goes down, they're going to have major issues. And then ultimately, what do you think about Kirk Cousins? I'm kind of in between on him. Um, what do you got here on this offense? Uh, so he was when he was pressured, he was 13th in the league in EPA. So it wasn't okay. too bad. No, not as bad as I would think. Um, I actually have the Vikings to make the playoffs. I did take that. Okay. I just realized I just looked. Um, okay. I think I took this like three weeks ago before we got Everson Little... Griffin calling fucking Kirk Cousins' ass. <laughs> did you know that Mike Zimmer has made the playoffs in every odd number year and missed them in every even number year? Yeah, let's just and say I knew that. 2021. It's it's odd. It's mm-hmm. odd. So, I mean, that's why I took that. It's a good handicap by you. <laughs> Country fucking ass. Kirk Cousins not getting the fucking jab. Can't wait for week four. Kirk Cousins has COVID. Uh, so, yeah, I, I took him to 
you know, I got to stop dealing this way. Like I make a pick and then I just kind of brush it off. Like I don't even believe in it. I believe in this. I believe in the Vikings to make the playoffs. Mike Zimmer is going to lead them to the promised land. We just can't have injuries to Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen or Dalvin Cook. All right. No injuries at all. We'll be fine. Right. I think they were like the eighth in offensive DVOA last year, which is, which is pretty good. Clint Kubiak coming in. I think there's going to be some growing pains there. You know, Gary's been around the league. He's got a lot of respect, probably commands the room. I mean, you know, nepotism at its finest right there. Having Clint come right in. In, in, Absolutely insane move spelling Clint with a K. Uh, That's, that's crazy to me, Gary. Good for you. It is a red flag. Uh, I mean, What's I mean, do we look up what his middle name is? If it's a K, that can't that cannot be good, man. We're not doing the Dan Quinn naming convention there, DQ. No, Mm -hmm. sir. No, no, not us. Uh, So I think they'll be pretty good offensively if everybody stays healthy. That's always a big problem with Devin Cook. Uh, Madison backing him up was not particularly good backing him up, so I'm a little concerned there. However. I'm just going to move right to the defense here because I, I think this defense can be very good uh, with Mike Zimmer. So they had the they had the third worst injury, yeah, third worst injury luck of any defense last year. They had the most injured defensive line. They're getting these guys back. Yeah, they're getting these guys back. Um, Mike Zimmer is going to have these boys rolling. So they signed. Who they get? Or. Oh, Sheldon Richardson's back, right? <laughs> yeah, Sheldon's back. Uh, they got Hunter back from COVID. Yeah, yeah, Hunter, or, sorry, Hunter back from injury. Pierce back from COVID. Thomason, Weatherly, Vigil were signed. And then Barr also back from injury. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, so they still have Harrison Smith back there. He's a stud. It's going to be interesting with Patrick Peterson. He's going to have to have a lot of a better year than he did last year. I think he looked awful last year. Yeah. If he can kind of recapture some of that form, I think they'll be fine. I think the defense is – it should rebound in a pretty big way. So I'm I'm counting on that defense to get back to kind of that 2019 defense. And I'm just hoping Kirk Cousins is taking his vitamin D and staying out of indoor crowds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I said six out of seven new starters on the front seven. I mean, it's actually nine out of 11 starters overall because they added Breland, uh, Mackenzie Alexander, Patrick Peterson, Xavier Woods in the secondary. Um, Last year could be a blessing in disguise because they, they had to throw a lot of young guys in the starting roles and they struggled immensely. But, you know, hopefully that, that experience helps them going into this year on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they're getting a lot of studs back, Hunter, Barr, Pierce. Uh, I think they are all going to be ready to play week one. Um, that's my understanding at the moment. Didn't move any, lose anything of note, in my opinion. Uh, Anthony Harris, the safety they lost, but they brought in Xavier Woods, so that kind of canceled each other out. But uh, overall, yeah, I mean, like I said, and you got to remember, Dan Bailey was the kicker for this team last year. Uh, so, you know, special teams, they were, I think, had the 31st, according to DVOA. You know, you, you can't rely on it. To, you know, you can't rely – special teams might be a luck thing, but it's got to be better, you would think. can't be worse than what it was last year, so that'll go in their, their uh, favor there. Um, you know, I have all these defensive stats that they're just awful, but I'm not even going to go through them because they didn't have any of the guys they have this year. 
um, have to stay healthy. One of those teams where I don't really believe in them staying healthy. It's one of those weird things. Um, their O-line is, is, is built to run block, not pass block. So uh, that's good for Cook. Um, so we'll see. I, I lean, I, I like the over, but like I said, the whole Cousins thing, it has me a bad, I have a bad feeling about this. Hopefully um, he proves me wrong though. Uh, hopefully you just have Griffin mic'd up every game. And that would be cut right to him after Kirk throws a stupid pick. That would be something. <laughs> um, all right, let's keep on moving here. Yeah, let's keep going. Bears. Um, another team that brought a new defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, who was the um, safety coach, I believe, for them. Uh, he comes in here. They have the rookie quarterback, Justin Fields, who is not starting, though. They uh, We got a lot to talk about with this team, but they're relying on Andy Dalton. Um, let's just say they might may have let Kyle Fuller, a respected corner, walk so they could give Andy Dalton $10 million. We'll just talk about that as we get into it. Um, don't know what this team's thinking. This is another team where I think the GM and coach are trying to save their job. So they're just putting the franchise overall in a horrible spot where they're going to be caught in no man's land. They got a win total of seven and a half, Super Bowl odds of plus 6,600. Conference odds of plus 3,000 and division odds of plus 550. Odds to make the playoffs at plus 175. And the first thing I'm seeing here is they have the hardest schedule according to Football Outsiders. I'll start. Did you start? Yeah, you start with the last one. So I'll start. Um, Mitch out, Dalton fields in. They're going with Dalton. I don't know why. He was horrible last year with with the Cowboys and all those weapons. I don't know why they think they need to be good this year with, I think, what's the only weapon they have? uh, Allen Robinson. Yep. Who was who a stud, but um, they're going to need Cole Komet to, to break out this year. He was, he was very underwhelming last year. David Montgomery is, is solid enough. Uh, they brought in Damian Williams. So their, their uh, backfield's solid, but their, their weapons lack big time. They brought in Marquise Goodwin in the slot. Uh, Mooney coming into year two, who was impressive last year. So um, if Goodwin can produce, hopefully they can get something going there. O-line's going to be real bad. They brought in Jason Peters at left tackle. They lost Charles Leno Jr. We talked about who was solid last year. Um, besides them, Cody Whitehair is the only thing they got going on at left guard. Center, they're lacking. Uh, James Daniels is back, but he lacks. And uh, I'm not even going to try to say the right tackle's name. Jermaine Ifedi, um was a little bit below average. It's going to come down to fields whenever he gets the chance. Lord, this team's going to suck with Andy Dalton, that quarterback. I, I Put, put the money on it there. They're going to suck with him in. Like I said, he, he couldn't do anything with the Cowboys with those weapons last year. I don't know why they think he'll do something this year. Um, I'll, I'll keep it at that with the offense. Well, I'll throw it over to you. Um, but I will say that Nagy has never had a losing record with the Bears, which is impressive to me. And also, um, he gave up play calling last year, midway through the year. But he's taking it back this year. Um, that seems to me like a horrible idea, but um, what are your takes on it? Yeah, I think I think this just comes down to how long they stick with Dalton. And the fact that they're even starting Dalton is throwing up some red flags for me. Am I crazy or is he like horrible? Uh, he was 25th in EPA last year, 25th in QBR. So he was, stati- in other words, statistically worse than Mitchell Trubisky. So... <laughs> I don't know what I mean, they're doing here. I gave him ten million too, dude. Ten million. They kept Jimmy Graham on for seven million for some weird reason. When they have Cole Komet, I don't know what this team is doing. 
it's I think this team is going to be borderline unwatchable on offense until Fields gets in. And it just seems to me that Nagy's one of those guys that he's probably a pretty good coach. It just seems like he has his scheme and he wants his scheme to work, even if his quarterback doesn't have the necessary skill skill set for it. And instead of changing his scheme to the quarterback, it's trying to fit the quarterback into his scheme doesn't always work out. Hmm. It, they're going to struggle offensively. Even with when Fields comes in, inevitably, they're going to struggle. I don't, they don't have a ton of weapons. Their offensive line is pretty bad, and they're going to struggle this year. I, I this is They're going to be in a lot of ugly games. When I said yesterday that the Jets were going to be in a ton of shootouts, they're probably going to be entertaining. I think on the flip side of it is probably the Bears season. It's, I don't think it's going to be very interest, uh, exciting and entertaining watching these games. And they're just going to definitely struggle offensively. Just just please get in Justin Fields as soon as you can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Fields. So uh, I have, you know, I'm a little bit upset he ended up in this situation because I do think it's one of the worst for him to end up in a horrible old line, not many weapons. Um, a whole, you know, just a, a, pretty much a coach who's not going to let him hurt his chances of keeping his job. That's kind of the thing here. Uh, so it sucks for him. I mean, on the defense, you know, Khalil Mack still elite. Uh, the D line is is still solid. They get Eddie Goldman back, who was a COVID opt out, so that interior should be more solid. The um, Robert Quinn experience. Uh, let's talk about that. They they gave him a boatload of money last year. They had visions of him and Mack just creating chaos off the edge. First snap, this man sacks the QB, and it's like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is going to be first snap of the year, and it's like, holy shit. This is going to be crazy. The man finished with two sacks on the year. No way. Incredible. It's just incredible. He was horrible. Um, I should say horrible, but he was a huge disappointment for what they gave him. They were 25th uh, in pass rush, win, right? That's yeah. that's awful. With Mack and Quinn on the outside. Um Roquan Smith took a little step back, but, um, you know, I think the defense overall did, uh, you know, new D coordinator, uh, but he's a guy from within the system, I believe. So I don't know what to expect here. Third DC in four years, which is wild for one of the better defenses. Um, another team with some young uh, DBs they're relying on. Uh, the, the secondary might be pretty brutal. They're going to need them, uh, the, the rushers to get after the quarterback here. Um, like I said, I, just, I can't harp on it enough. I mean, all the different things you could have done with $10 million and they gave it to Andy Dalton. Uh, I don't know. I Seven, just, I, I, $17 million between Andy Dalton and Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Who And Graham, I mean, uh, Graham at least showed he still has some life, I guess. But to your point, I, yeah, it could have gone elsewhere. Um, I just, I don't know, man. I really don't know what they're doing. Uh, hardest schedule in the league. But I will say, like we had with all these rookie quarterbacks, Fields easily could have went top three. You know, there are people who believe he was one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. So when you have an X factor like that, when he does get playing time, man, you might see something happen, Uh, you know, so we'll see. We'll see for sure. Uh, I'm rooting for him once again, but uh, man, oh man, I want no part of any of this. Yeah. Do you think that the decision to sign Andy Dalton partly had to do with his hair matching the orange in their jerseys? He is going to look good in that jersey. Now that he I think is. About it. He is. 
He is going to look good. Huh. Just You don't have to answer. I just, just wanted to put that thought in your head. You can get back yeah. to me on that. I'm trying to think. Does Herbert have light blue eyes? Do they match the Chargers uni? Yes, he does have light blue eyes. No, wait. No, he's got brown eyes. He might be onto something. Huh. You know what? We'll have to see. We'll have to see. I, if, I'm Red Rocket. The Red Rocket's like that dog, dude, that, you, you know, yeah. I had a dachshund and <laughs> – I'm thinking, I can't stop thinking about him in that jersey. You're right. It's going to be something crazy. I don't think we're ever going to see anything like it. Besides maybe Jalen Mills when he was on the Eagles and he dyed his hair green. <laughs> yeah, well, also, Andy Dalton was on the Bengals, and that looked good. But I think No, it's just, too much arm. It was too much. You're right. It was the primary. We needed the secondary. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know what? I, we got a picture of him in that jersey yet? Put that in the preview. Just him in that jersey. <laughs> You got any bets for them? Can I'm I typing up my fucking laptop onto my monitor that has a keyboard. Yeah, it's not going to work. Um, I don't have any bets on this. Um, last thing I'll say is they were 26th in turnover EPA last year, so that could turn around. But I'm probably not going to watch until Fields is in. And then let's see what he can do. Let's see what the kid can do. I think it's just going to be more along the lines of the Jets season where let's just hope he shows some flashes and we'll get better next year. And then on to the uh, – the how do you describe the Detroit Lions here? The – I don't want to say redheaded stepchild because, you know, Andy Dalton, we just talked on about him. But, um, yeah, that whole new crew in. I mean, they get rid of Patricia. They got rid of the GM, who I don't remember who he was, some guy from the Pats. Um, I was hearing that Martha Ford was pissed. They would have, like, secret meetings, and, like, there was, like, no energy, and – Man, oh, man, uh, I believe it based on how they looked on the sideline. I mean, the rocket scientist. I, I, we should have known he wasn't a rocket science once we saw him chewing on pencils. Um, that should have been like a little bit of a heads up. Oh, no, he, is a, he is technically a rocket scientist. I Once again, uh, for a rocket science, he was one of the worst decision-making head coaches in the league. He, he ignored all analytics probability. He, he just stood there looking like an idiot. I've never seen a guy, a head coach, and there's been a lot of head co- bad head coaches, even Adam Gates. No one looked more clueless and emotionless than Patricia. Yeah, he had a bad look to him. I think Dude. it also had to do with his, you know he's wearing that he's wearing that oversized like pullover, and then he's wearing yeah. sweatpants too. I, it just was a bad look. The pencil, the pencil giant the laminated card that yeah. I don't think he ever looked at. No, he, um, he had no plays on there. No. It was bad. Um, and this it was just the directions bad. to uh, the closest Arby's out of the stadium. Yeah. And th- everything bad that could go bad for this team is going bad. Um, they interview Robert Sala. They love him. They let him walk out the door. Michigan he born up, and bred, and they let him walk right out the door. He takes the Jets job, and they're like, fuck, fuck. They see the positive response to it, and they're like, god damn it. Dan Campbell comes in. They're like, all right, you know what? We'll get the store brand, Robert. We're not Sala. letting one other guy walk out of here without a the head coaching neck, contract. The redneck Sala comes in. Dan Campbell. They sign him. They bring in Anthony Lynn at office coordinator. They hire Aaron Glenn as defensive coordinator. And right now they're looking at Super Bowl odds of plus 25,000, plus 10,000 to win the NFC, plus 2,500 to win the North and a plus 550 odds to make playoffs with a win total of four and a half, the second lowest win total behind the Texans, coming in with the fourth hardest schedule, according to Football Outsiders. 
C-Mac, why did they not take quarterback with that pick that they had? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, they wanted to protect Jared Goff because he was 32nd in, in EPA under pressure last year. I have no idea. Doesn't right. make any sense to me. And the only thing that, you know, when you think about building a team and you're rebuilding, right, maybe the idea is you're going to build everything else then draft the quarterback and take advantage of the, the, the rookie deal and all that. No, which is- no, no, not with the quarterback class that was last year. And you had two gone. You had right. Wilson and Lawrence gone. You still had field Mac Jones. Right. Right. I mean, they, it was Trey, uh, Trey Lance was gone too. Sorry. So three were gone, but still had fields and Mac Jones there. You got to take the quarterback. Right. No, I, I agree. I, um, and what, what happened? So they, Stafford requests a trade. They send him over to LA. They get Goff, who um, has the second most wins in the NFL since entering the league, uh, which is pretty funny to me. Uh, he um, Holmes is the GM now. Brad Holmes. He was a big part of the Rams trading up for him back uh, back in the day. So they, he gets his guy back home. I think they restructured his contract, so it's a little bit less. Uh, it's a more team friendly. But um, yeah, I mean overall, I. Besides the offensive line, there's nothing, nothing to look forward to with this team. The only thing they had going for them was maybe Swift. And I'm hearing that, you know, he's banged up. He's not looking good. Um, no, he's fine now. He's on my team. He's, he's totally fine now? Um, not, not, uh, they said from a physical standpoint, yes. From a conditioning standpoint, no. Okay. Okay. Um, I was shocked to see Carry on Johnson is – I don't think he's on the team right now. That no. was stunning. Um, absolutely stunning to me. But, yes, they got Goff, Swift. The old line should be good, I will say. They have a solid left tackle on Taylor Decker. They have Jonah Jackson uh, in his second year, the third-round pick last year. Frank Ragnow, who is a solid center. And then um, – Please say Sewell. this guy's name. The right guard? Oh, no. oh, oh. Um, I'm going to go with Halapulavati Vaitai. That was – I think that's it. That was Not well bad. done. Um, I just shot from the hip there after I, I, I screwed up Brian Dave, Dave Bull. I got corrected today about that. Um, <laughs> Dave said the same thing. Actually. Yeah. So left tackle center and right tackle should be studs. Um, left guard should, should take a step forward and right guard a little weak point, but whatever. Um, I love Amon Ross St. Brown that they grabbed out of USC. Um, Dude, what a fucking that, name that is. Yeah. Besides that, they let Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay walk. They brought in Tyrell Williams. So, the, the the receivers are lacking. The running back room is the best. Uh, they brought in Jamal Williams, but the O line should be solid. So if they give Goff time, maybe he does some things, maybe he doesn't. Um, but the O line should the offense should be okay with Hawkinson um, as well in the mix. How about I them signing Paraman and cutting him? Yeah, yeah, that was something for sure. That was definitely something. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if his offense is a little bit better than people thought, though. I do think Anthony Lynn did a really good job last year of scheming leading into the game. Um, he was horrible in-game, but I do think he did a good job. Like I said, he would get those first-half leads and then personally blow it. So him as a coordinator, maybe um, he, he can bring some good things to the, uh, the Lions here. Um, I'll quickly talk about the defense because there's nothing really going on here. Um, horrible secondary. Uh, Okuda was a big letdown last year. He needs to take a step forward. Uh, they let a bunch of booty boys walk and uh, they, um, boys. yeah, just have booty waiting to play this year. 
Um, Jamie Collins was a huge letdown. Um, Trey Flowers was 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 good, but he has to be great for what they gave him. And um, Aquar too. Uh, he he has to step up for sure. Uh, they ranked last in like blitz, uh, what did they rank last in blitz pressure rate, whatever the hell it was. They ranked last in a bunch of shit, and they they need those guys to get after the quarterback. Um, not much to like here with the defense for me personally. Uh, they're gonna suck. They're gonna suck. They're gonna tank. Um, and hopefully Goff, you know, shows some things. Uh, I think he's playing for another contract. He still needs that one more contract, I think. So we'll see how he does. I think he'll be super conservative. Um, just keep it short. And uh, that's why I think I'm going to take his prop total on under interception, which is 13 and a half. Okay. I think okay. he's playing for that next contract. Okay. Yeah, I think they'll. I think they'll be okay this year in the sense. I mean, they're not going to be good, but I don't think they can be. I guess as bad as some people think. I think they they could be decent in the trenches on both sides of the ball, which could. So that that could lead to a little bit of success. I think Swift, once he gets back to game shape, I think he'll be pretty good. Hawkinson's probably top four tight end in the league. I don't know what they're doing receiver-wise, but I think they'll be okay. Not as bad as some people think. Not going to be good. Defensively, it's going to be a tough, tough year with that secondary, unless Akuda becomes the third overall pick that he was drafted as. So. I don't think he's going to be eating any kneecaps, but <laughs> yeah, that was this guy sucks. He's yeah. just he's so shitty. He uh, he tries way too hard. Yeah, it's it's like cringe worthy. But yeah, so not not much to talk about from Detroit. Not taking anything. No, I just got Goff under because I think he is playing for that contract. He's not making any throws into tight windows. I think they're going to bench him at some point throughout the year. Um, I think uh, that under 13 and a half is a good look. I think people think this team's going to be garbage. He's going to be trying to force things. That's just not him. He's trying to secure that bag. Um, I'm taking that under 13 and a half uh, INTs. All right. All right. And that is the NFC North. Next up. Got a, got a good one next. Got the South next. Yeah, let's go. All right. We're going to hop right into the South here. Thanks for listening.